Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So, come on, give me some good news. <laughs> Did we have any progress yesterday in the labor talks between the owners and players? In terms of coming to an agreement, one word, no. That sucks. But the progress is this. They did meet for five hours. Now, it wasn't constant sitting face-to-face because each group went back to their rooms and discussed plans and so forth and so on. But off and on, over a period of five hours, they're meeting in Jupiter, Jupiter, Florida, which is means the St. Louis Cardinals are the ones hosting these meetings. And they have vowed, they being the players and the owners, to meet every single day to solve this problem. Because Major League Baseball has said... If you don't have it solved by next Monday, February 28th, the regular season will be delayed. This is all horse I, I Nobody cares. Nobody gives a damn about this. These people are ruining the lives of a public that's coming off a pandemic, coming off all sorts of other problems, and you're pulling this that doesn't even affect us other than raise our ticket prices? What utter lunacy is this? They can all go to places, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well... Uh, I hope I hope uh, one of them's listening, and they're they're waking up right now, and they're like, you know what, Ned's right. Let's make this work. But uh, what you, now? What's the over under on uh, them <laughs> actually getting it done on Monday? I don't think they will. I think the season gets delayed. I think they have fractured this sport for the American public. It's already number three of the four. Used baseball used to be number one. Well, they do this. This but can be they four. They kick themselves right in the shins or to use the cliche, shot themselves in the foot by doing all of this labor rubbish that nobody cares about other than the fact that it has disturbed our routine and we can't see a sport that we love. Well, that's their fault. We already be talking about at least one or two games in spring training at Well, this no, point. they would have started this Saturday. Yeah, this, oh, this coming, this coming Saturday? Saturday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they can make it work and that'll be a, a, a reminder to them of why they do what they do in the first place, which... Maybe they should watch some college games, get that fire back. Like, we uh, will. Yeah, we will, for <laughs> sure. Uh, like the Missouri State Bears, they are uh, actually having to move some games. Why are they doing this? Yeah, they have Cal Poly coming in here for this weekend as the home openers. Well, they've looked at the forecast. I don't know why, but they've looked at the forecast and discovered that it's going to be quite cold. Now, this is Cal Poly coming in from the West Coast. They're not accustomed to this. So the uh, games are not going to be canceled. They are going to be moved to Arlington, Texas, University of Texas, Arlington. They said, yeah, come on down. We're not playing at home this weekend. So the Bears will rent that field, at least I assume that's how they do this, for a three-game series with Cal Poly. But before that, the Bears play today. Play Oral Roberts down in Tulsa, and I think that's going to be okay. They should be able to get that one in. But in terms of the weekend, no games here. They are the home openers. Bears are the home team, but they will be playing in Texas. Man, what what one kick in the face left from winter this week. I just can't. I thought the last time it went through, I was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. It's easy. And then I looked at the forecast and go, damn it, one <laughs> more time. Um, but uh, we still have, uh, now that baseball is starting to creep back in, we still have basketball creeping back out, but they still got a lot of conference play. And then, of course, the tournament in March. Uh, where are the Bears at currently in the conference? Bears have two games remaining, one of which is tomorrow night here in town. That's the season finale at JQH Arena. Bears will play Bradley. Don't look now, but Bradley is only a game back of the Bears. The Bears are tied for third place. The leaders are Northern Iowa and Loyola. They both share first place at 12-4. and four. The Bears and Drake 
are 11 and 5, a game back in third place, tied for third. And there is Bradley in fourth at 10 and 6. So it's a very close race. This is all for the seeding because when the conference tournament begins, Mike, and that is just March 3rd. <laughs> March 3rd is I almost know. here. I mean, that's the week after next. And indeed, or I should say more accurately, next weekend, not this coming, but next weekend, that's when the competition will be starting. And the Bears need to be in, in the best footing that they possibly can. They certainly were not on Sunday losing 95-75, to 75, but two games in which to get their game in gear. Bradley, which will not be easy, that's tomorrow night. And then a Saturday they go over to Evansville. I know nothing is easy in any sport, but Evansville's DAL in the Missouri Valley Conference. It's an acronym for... It's an acronym for last place. I'm not going to tell you what it stands for. <laughs> I already know what it stands for. <laughs> last uh, question I want to ask you. What did you think about the uh, punishment coming down for uh, Coach Howard of Michigan? Uh, it's a little bit lighter than I thought That's it That's what been. I thought, too. The, Jawan Howard is about whom you're making reference. He is suspended for the final five games of the regular season, but not suspended for the conference tournament, nor the NCAA if Michigan gets in there. Also fined $40,000. He's not the only one. The head coach at Wisconsin, Greg Gard, got a $10,000 fine. But to be the perpetrator of an incident that is as ugly as any I've ever seen in college basketball, not the ugliest, that was that was Ohio State and Minnesota back about 35 or 40 years ago when it was an out-and-out brawl on the court. But in this case, there's no excuse for something like that. You walk away from a confrontation. Anybody in society who has any relevancy with today's kids and Jawan Howard certainly does walks away from a, a circumstance like that you don't continue an argument and you certainly don't strike somebody I figured they'd get they'd get him out for the rest of the season well now did. Mike it's not over yet yeah <laughs> so it was kind of a surprise when a jury announced that they were losing their AD and that they would be searching for a new one uh, at least to both of us I wasn't expecting that at all um, but they did and now they've got a new one they do indeed, but she isn't really new at all, but she is unique because, number one, she's female and taking over the whole athletic department at Drury University, and number two, not new because Nyla Millison was really a trend breaker. She, she set a whole new standard for Drury University. Came over, she started the women's basketball program there, came over from Glendale High School, and when Drury made the decision to have women's basketball, she was the first coach. Right from the get-go, from the very start, Nyla had that team in championship contention. I think it was her second year there. They went to the national championship game, which was played, incidentally, that year up in uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. But over and above that, Drury has had a legacy of doing really good things, and she has been, at least on the basketball side of things, in charge. Later went over to Missouri State and was the head coach there, and then at George Mason University. Well, Nyla is back now, and she is the new athletic director. She is Drury. She has a concept as to, as to uh, what to do, and that is not a knock at anybody else. But the fact is that she'll do a great job, and she is taking over it as the AD. Sounds like you're happy about that decision. Oh, I think it's a great move. Yeah, I think it is, too. It's uh, it's awesome to have uh, her back, and uh, yeah, very cool. Very good look on you, Jury, for sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, we're getting close to conference play here uh, at the beginning of March, and then we get into the uh, the real crazy times, the <laughs> middle of March. Um, right now, top-ranking teams in college basketball. In the men's division, it is Gonzaga, which is a former national champion, 
number one, and Arizona, the University of Arizona Wildcats out of Tucson, are number two. They have a legacy of playing very well. They're the top two men's teams in the nation, according to the Associated Press. Top two women's teams are South Carolina, Dawn Staley's team, and they are really, really good. And number two is the national champ, Stanford. They are the top two women's teams. It doesn't mean anything. What does mean something is the tournament, which will be coming up probably in about three weeks here is when we'll start. First of all, you have the conference tournaments, and then you have the national ones. Why do you have conference tournaments? (laughs) M-O-N-E-Y, that is why. Uh, Now, you have to put some relevance in it, so in many cases, like the Missouri Valley, the conference tournament champion is the automatic representative in the NCAA. Oh, that adds some credence to it. But it's really done for money, folks. That's what they want. So it's not that way in every conference, not necessarily. Well, some of them don't need it. Yeah, well, don't of need course. That. But yeah, yeah. it all began, oh gosh, many years ago before I was even in college, and that's a long time ago, with the Atlantic Coast Conference. They had the Dixie Classic and tournaments of this nature. But now they've made it relevant, they being the NCAAs, made it relevant in having the automatic qualifiers. Now, in the Missouri, well, not just Missouri Valley Conference, but in conferences all across the country, if by some chance the regular season champion does not get in the NCAA, they automatically get in the NIT. How does that work? Because the NIT is now owned by the NCAA. Didn't used to be. National Invitation Tournament was a private group. They brought in whomever they wanted. But now it's an NCAA-owned entity, So the league champion, if they don't get in the NCAA tournament, automatically gets in the NIT. And that's a good deal because it makes the field a whole lot better. Yeah, and uh, there's some uh, competition in that place, too. Oh, gosh, yes. Big time. So uh, we definitely got a lot more basketball left. Um, Speaking of which, we did have some last night, didn't we? Drury. Drury had a makeup game with Maryville. Maryville, this is not Northwest Missouri. This is Maryville University from St. Louis. And Drury came away with the win. The Panthers have not had a whole lot of wins on the men's side this year, but they did come away with this one. It was Drury 77 and Maryville 58. Now, there were other games across the country, but in the Missouri Valley especially, you saw Loyola go to Illinois State and beat Illinois State 59-50. That boosted Loyola to a tie for number one in the Valley with Northern Iowa. Then you had Drake which is tied with the Bears, or actually a little bit behind the Bears when they played Indiana State last night, goes to Indiana State and beats them 74-58. to So Drake and the Bears are tied for third place. And then the Evansville-Valparaiso game was won by the Valparaiso Beacon. Their new name this year, the Valparaiso Beacon, 74-69 over Evansville. What's a, how do you draw a beacon? That you know, Maybe you put a lighthouse up there. I, I don't know. I must admit, I do not know. I'm going to get Ned some crayons and figure it out. You have a good day, sir.